0: Welcome to the DNA Talks podcast, where we take on the mission of unlocking the code of your genetics. This season is all about you, upgrading your health, not just on the surface, but down to the root cause. Join us as your clinicians at the DNA company investigate your DNA and beyond. The intention of this podcast is to enhance your lifestyle by changing what is in your control. This does not substitute the medical advice given by a personal doctor, therapist, and other healthcare professionals. Hello. My name is Dr. Lara Varden. I'm a functional genomics and holistic health practitioner. I serve as an in-house clinician at the DNA company and co-founder and CEO of Sacred Genomics. As a PhD, I have expertise in cellular biology, molecular genetics, biochemistry, neuroscience, and functional tr- nutrition. It is my absolute Pleasure today to welcome one of my new best friends, Rudy Nassif. He is founder and CEO of Viva Rays. Rudy is at the cutting edge of circadian health as a renowned engineer, wellness entrepreneur, martial artist, and light expert. He is the visionary behind Viva Rays, leading the light revolution and innovating tools to harmonize the bad effects of artificial light coming from our omnipresent screens and indoor light bulbs. Beyond just selling a product, Rudy is on a quest to help more than a billion individuals experience the freedom, flow, and vitality of living in rhythm with nature's light and dark cycles and reaping the bountiful rewards of improved sleep, improved energy levels, and overall well-being. His signature product, the circadian light harmonizing eyewear, is but a facet of his broader vision to recalibrate humanity's connection with the light-dark cycle. With his deep understanding of the quantum biological effects of light on health, Rudy has been instrumental in enlightening over thousands of health professionals, equipping them with actionable insights and tools they need to transform their own light environments and elevate their well-being. Rudy envisions a world where every space, be it an office, gym, home, or urban street, is bathed in light that nourishes and aligns with our circadian rhythms, empowering us all to live in rhythm, thrive vibrantly, and awaken our inner light. So thank you for being here, Rudy. I am so excited to speak with you today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, for having me.
0: Wonderful. You know, it's been so interesting because I've actually listened to some of your other interviews that you've had on other podcasts, and you have such an an interesting, compelling story that brought you to being the founder of Viva Rays. And I was wondering if you could share with our audience um, your personal story.
1: As a kid, I was the perfect example of a problem with child. I, I really suffered from very intense headaches, agitation, a lot of eye strain, and inability to focus in the class. And at that very early age, I remember thinking to myself that I've had some abilities that other kids did not have. And what that meant is that I could hear the noise coming from light bulbs. And I could also sense in my body that torturing frequency coming from uh, the LED lights and the fluorescent lights. So it was very painful. And at the same time, every time I stepped outside in nature, um, I was able to connect to an instant uh, exaltation. And what that triggered in me is the ability to be creative, write poetry and and to connect with my inner light. So it was a bit difficult for my teachers to understand what was happening. So they thought I'm crazy and they actually labeled me with ADHD and forced me back into a classroom that felt like a prison cell to me. Uh, I did not belong there. It was very difficult. And uh, all I wanted is to break free and be outside. So I had to find a strategy. And my only strategy was troublemaking uh, so I could escape from that prison. And that led me to being asked to leave seven different schools as I grew up. Now... Uh, fast forward a few years, I somehow landed in engineering school because I was really good in math and physics. But by then I was completely disconnected from my soul. And I started living like a night owl, feeling very wired, staying up late and waking up the second morning completely useless and drained and super tired and why, why? Like a pattern that I fell into is that I was constantly unmotivated, and that really affected my social and professional relationship. And I was chronically fatigued most of the time. I did not have the energy to do the things I wanted to do. As I start to work uh, as an engineer back in Africa, and within a few years, I, was, I, I hit a point where I was completely disoriented and I'm not able to function at all. So um, one thing happened is that I was asked to to leave my job. Technically, I was fired from my job as an engineer. And I woke up the second morning feeling literally like a car has ran over me. I was in bed, frozen, staring at the ceiling and completely paralyzed with sadness and and with fatigue. And I do remember that night very well because... I struggled to bring myself to get up from bed and I could not find a compelling reason to do so. And the dominating thought in my mind was finding a way to suicide. And it was super intense because I was literally thinking also about the pain that I would cause my mom if I I were to act on this stuff. So a few days in, I somehow stumbled upon a quote from Albert Einstein and it said insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And somehow those words vibrated so deeply within my soul and they struck me like, like, like a bolt of lightning. And I realized an instant knowing within myself that it was time for me to make a massive change. I did not know exactly how it's going to take form. So I decided to pack my bags and to start traveling. I had no plans, but the one plan I had is that I'm going to be learning from different health gurus and different doctors so that I could improve my physical conditions. Now, within a matter of a few months, I start to feel extremely overwhelmed because different health gurus were telling me different things and they seemed to contradict themselves. Um, The advice of like, eat this diet, no, that diet is better, no, this supplement. And no matter how many diets I tried, no no matter how many expensive supplements I was taking at a time, I, I did not feel any better. So that was intense because I was thinking, perhaps I am like, there's something wrong with me. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, what, why does it need to be extremely complicated? I mean, th- there must be a simpler and, and easier way. A few, a few nights later, I was, I was on the Internet and I was roaming several different YouTube videos. And I stumbled on this video by Dr. Jack Roos, He's a neurosurgeon from the States. And the video was titled, Artificial Light is Killing Us. And ironically, I was, it was 1 a.m. in the morning and I was bathing in all this artificial light in front of the screen. And I was listening to the guy. And to be honest, my mind was super foggy and tired. And everything he seemed to say literally flew over my head. And... At that time in my life, I used to medicate with cannabis because it was, you know, one one way to ease my pain and to help me to ease my anxiety. And it was almost like an illusion of me feeling that, oh, this medicine is making me feel better. But the one thing is I always wake up in the morning feeling completely smashed, even though the night before I would feel that I'm on the top of my world and I'm going to change the world. So, and I, I would literally forget everything. I thought about the night before. But uh this this morning, the the, the one line that literally kept coming to my consciousness from Dr. Ju, uh, Cruz's talk, it said, you can't get healthy in the same light environment that made you sick. And and by light environment, he meant uh, the, the light that we are exposed to as we live our indoor lifestyle from all these LED bulbs and screens. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, having already tried all these different health modalities without long-lasting benefits, I decided to take his words to heart. So I sat down with a friend. I'm like, I need help. Like, How can I be in an environment where I'm not supposed to, uh, exposed to artificial light? And this friend suggested one of the most genius ideas. He said, hey, there's this website called Woofing. And it's a website where you could go and find uh, farmers who are living up north, practicing permaculture, biodynamic. And what you do is you apply and you go live with them and you give them a hand in exchange for sleeping there in exchange for food. So I literally found a beautiful farm in Northern Quebec and I applied instantly and I got accepted. And so I I was driving over there, I arrived and for six weeks I was sleeping in my tent in the most beautiful uh, scenery that I've, I've ever experienced. I was surrounded by greenery. I had access to the sunrise and the sunset. I could literally see both from my tent. And the one thing that was very different there is that I was exposed to a lot of natural sunlight during the day and fire and candlelight during the evening. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the magic. Within just three days, I felt a transformation that I hadn't felt for 25 years. And the interesting thing, Lara, is that it literally took me back in time when I was two, two to three years old. And it was when I was so connected to my inner light. And it brought me back to the time when when I could literally hear the silent rhythm of nature and feel that inner inspiration, which allowed me to turn it into beautiful creative work. Uh, so I was very excited about, whoa, what's happening? And, and my intense headaches and eye strain disappeared. Also, having been told that I'm a night owl and having believed this, that, oh, I don't function very well first thing in the morning and I need to stay up late. That's my genius creative zone. Um, so literally, I start sleeping shortly after the sunset to then wake up at dawn with no alarm clock feeling super fresh, super rested and energized. And I was infused with an exhilarating sense of joy. And also having been told that I'm an ADHD person that I can't focus, for the first time, I found myself starting a book and finishing it in one week. In fact, the farmers I was working with, they were actually congratulating me for the great sense of focus that they were witnessing as I'm working with them uh, on the field. So it was a completely different experience and the most puzzling thing to me is that you know I I did not change my diet I did not I did not take any specific supplements when I when I was there and even more puzzling than this is that this whole magic did not last very long because after I came back to the city and within a matter of a few weeks I literally fell back into my old terrible routine of staying up late Uh, consuming a lot of social media stuff uh, until 12 a.m. in the morning or 1 a.m., and then waking up feeling an intense pain, a lot of headaches, eye strain, and back to my depression. Being the curious soul that I am, I was eager to comprehend this miraculous transformation. And what happened then is that I started alternating between going to farms and experiencing this exaltation and instant transformation within 3 days and then back to the cities uh, I would I would notice that this sense of amazing sleep and great energy level would kind of vanish and disappear within a matter of few weeks somehow i got introduced into uh, a meditation technique called vipassana and then i start engaging in uh, long experiences of going and farming on uh, land with indigenous people up north. And then I would go and sit for 10 days in silence uh, practicing my vip- my Vipassana. Now, the one thing that I was doing there is uh, as I'm sitting in silence, I had one question written upon my heart. I really wanted to understand what was happening and why is it that uh, I'm sleeping amazing and I'm feeling great on the farm, and I tend to lose this when I go to the city. And the the, the answer that kept coming into my consciousness is the word light. And to be honest, being trained as an engineer, we look at light as something for vision that has nothing to do with health and well-being. And also what I discovered later is that every person who went into medicine school have never been taught about the effect of light on biology because light is considered in the realm of physics and physics and biology are so disconnected from each other. And what I start what I start noticing and realizing as I started uh, studying, I, 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 I fell back again into the work of Albert Einstein. And for the first time ever in my life, I look at the equation E equal mc squared from a completely different lens. I mean, I've never, you, you probably like everyone listening knows Albert Einstein and knows the law of relativity, E equal mc squared. But the fascinating thing is that I've never looked at this equation from this lens that I'm going to explain in a moment. And what I also always realize is like most people today, whether in the realm of physics or in the realm of biology, have never interpreted the equation in, in in such a way. So, if it's okay, like um, I'd like to break it down in, in a very simple way not, and without going really deep into the complicated physics of it.
0: Yes, please.
1: Okay, amazing. So, so E equal mc square. E is light or, or energy or wave in motion, and m is mass. Uh, stuff just like our bodies um, the earth everything around us and c is speed and while 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 this equation might seem like it's coming out of a science fiction movie uh here's what it means it means that light is the same thing as matter and when light slows down it turns into matter Okay, so I'm going to pause a little bit here because E equals mc squared, light equals m times velocity. And when light slows down, it turns into matter. And this means that we are light beings and everything around us at this moment is but light that is vibrating at a lower speed. And even more interesting, to take it into a practical level, what I learned is that when light hits the cornea in the eye, it slows down. uh, We have this substance called the vitreous in the eye, uh, in the eye, which is composed of water, collagen, and acid. And its sole purpose is to slow light down. And technically, this light hits the cornea, it slows down, and it gives the energy to all of the hormones and brain chemicals that control the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we act. So, The type of light that gets into our eyes is actually deciding how good our sleep is because it controls the neurotransmitters that are connected to sleep, like melatonin. It also controls which mood we are in because it actually programs serotonin, dopamine, and uh, beta-endorphins. It also has an impact on how much energy we have via the way it interacts with our mitochondria. And it will dictate how well well we can focus and how much we can get done. So in a simple way, it literally changes the way we see ourselves and the world around us. So light creates reality. And the challenge is that when we are living in environments that are um, full with junk artificial light, And when we are getting very little sunlight during the day, we are actually exposing ourselves to a quality of light that is disrupting our reality and disrupting our mental health and disrupting every level of our biology. So I really wanted to solve this problem. And um, I actually learned about blue blocking glasses because the the one thing that started happening is that I learned about how to maximize healthy light during the day. And when I went to the city, it was amazing because I started noticing a shift. I was being exposed to, exposed to a lot of uh, natural light at the right time of the day. But the one thing that threw me threw me off is... The moment the sun sets, I was exposed to to a lot of artificial light because artificial light is everywhere in the kitchen, in the bathroom, in the the bedroom, down the mall, down the street. And this artificial light was literally throwing me off because it was sending the wrong signal to my brain saying, hey, it's daytime. And this was disrupting my neurochemistry, inhibiting my body to prepare and produce the right uh, neurochemicals that will allow me to have good night's sleep, rejuvenation, and repair. So um, I, I learned about blue blocking glasses and, and I bought a pair and um, it did not work. And then I stopped going from one company to another and I started noticing that I was not getting the results that I was looking for. Um, so that was very puzzling because I'm like, well, I'm blocking the wrong frequency of light. Why, why is it not working? And being an engineer, I, I understood the physics of light very well. So I went on and I bought a spectrocollar mirror, which is a tool that allows you to measure uh, the light that is present in any given environment. And I was, I was blown away by what I saw because I noticed I stopped measuring. And I saw, okay, here's the frequency that is emitted from an LED bulb. And then I would take the glasses. Uh, the first one was clear blue light blocking glasses that I bought from an optometrist and I paid $300 for it. And what I literally saw is, oh my God, these glasses are blocking blue-purple light up to 420 nanometer, but all LED bulbs and screens start their emission at 430 nanometer and they peak at 455. So literally those glasses were blocking blue light that was not emitted by the harmful devices, which literally blew my mind. And I kept going on and testing different lenses and I started realizing that most of them were either blocking a lot of light and making people super tired at the wrong time, or they were blocking very little light or even the wrong frequency of light and not doing any, any kind of work they're supposed to do.
0: So there's a lot of wonderful information to unpack. And there's some things that I wanted to highlight in there. First of all, um, you know, as you had started your journey, that through all of the different things that you experienced, the challenges, the hardships, the emotional impact, it's interesting to think, and, and I reflect in my own life, that I have found everything happens for a reason you know, for the challenges, for the difficult times to help shift what we are doing to give us the experiences we need to move us toward the path we are meant to be. Even those most difficult times, like when you were laying there, um, you know, uh, having been uh, released from your job and, and having feelings of suicide. I mean, I'm sure several people out there our listeners have had some sort of an experience like that themselves of hitting their rock bottom I know I have been there myself
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that provides the opportunity for us to open up to be receptive you know to the universe you know to God' source of all that is to inspire us mm-hmm. um, leading us to hear, Information to be guided, like when you went on that YouTube channel to hear the information, you know, even though it was counterproductive of seeing, you know, bright screens, but the information was there, planting that seed for you to move forward, working in, you know, when we consider the overall inspiration of being in touch with ourselves and that around us to be aware and to utilize the information for a greater purpose. And also hearing the fact of of your learning, of looking at you working as an engineer, that at first, no, it wasn't that great, but the information that you learned bringing you to the fact of utilizing that knowledge to be able to recognize light, to understand what's going on and then to create a product and that you didn't give up that okay you tried a blue blocker pair of glasses a few of them they didn't work but you didn't like oh these are these don't work you know i'm not going to use them it's a bunch of bluey you know and it's like no because they're not all the same. And for you taking that time to be able to say, okay, these don't work, but maybe there's something that does and leading into that. And that's, I think, really important for our audience to realize that just because you try a product out there, you know, whether it is a particular food, whether it is a particular device, whether it's a particular supplement, don't put them all in the same camp. It doesn't mean that that in and of itself doesn't work. It's maybe that one in particular is not the right one, and I think that's so important when it comes to finding the right products or the right technique or um, or something that you employ in your life that can make a difference. It's like don't give up. Um, try out different things. And I think that's so important, um, the tenacity and uh, putting yourself in a situation to get into that inspiration um, of creativity that you allowed yourself to be. And I, I do want to put this out to our audience to allow themselves to get into that environment, to work into the environment, to clear away the toxins. You know, the the electromagnetic frequencies, and, and get out in nature, and and you know, stop this um, the bad lighting. You know, to allow yourself to do that, which brings me to a question about how light and darkness dictate sleep quality, your ability to detox, you know, how that influences mitochondrial health um, and working into our DNA code. Could you speak a little bit into that? Because I will say one thing I've said about sleep, it's not just a pillar of good health. It's the foundation of good health. Someone has said, uh, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but the difference between um Despair and hope is a good night's sleep. (laughs) And of course, that is the time that our bodies are repairing, um, that it helps to replenish not just our minds, but our bodies. So um, would you mind speaking into that a little bit and detoxification and mitochondrial function?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the great reflection, by the way. And uh, one thing I loved is you mentioning the importance of giving ourselves permission to allow ourselves also to be in those moments when we're feeling uncertain, or when there's a lot of pain arising, and oftentimes uh, we feel a lot of resistance because we think there's something wrong uh, in those uncertainty, and um, there's often like a gift uh, hidden beyond the uh, the uncertainty that is awaiting for us to 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 reclaim, if we continue to stay courageous enough and if we allow ourselves and give ourselves the permission to go through the, those uncertain times of motion and things going up and going down while still staying connected to that light of the soul, which is unchanging. It's always guiding us. It's always helping us know exactly what to do And when conditions and circumstances change and go up and down, that's the nature of life. And one thing we know about life is that this universe of effects is composed of light waves of motion that are appearing and disappearing and everything is constantly changing. But there is one thing uh, from which all of light waves of motion extend, which is the light of the soul, which is eternally unchanging. And the more we lean into that intuition and inner knowing, even in times of uncertainty, the greater our capacity to um, harness the power of those lessons and make something good out of them. Because uh, I, maybe I'm uh, drifting a bit, but I thought I wanna highlight this point. And uh, one thing about my story is that I have never intended to start a business called VivaRace. And during that time, I, was, I had zero intention to, to be in the business world. I was on a completely different path. And as I mentioned, for five years, I was only farming and meditating. I did not have a phone. I did not have a bank account. But the thing is, to other people, I looked like a crazy man. And uh, I, my lifestyle was very uncertain. And, you know, like many of my family also judged that and asked me like, hey, you're an engineer. What are you doing in your life? However, to me, though it felt uncertain, and though it was chaotic, I was still following something that is whispering within my ear and telling me that there's something beyond all of this suffering. So uh, I loved what you highlighted, and I wanted to, to comment on it because I think it's very important. And um, to speak about sleep, um, you know, sleep is uh, a very powerful force because Uh, All things in nature are composed of uh, two forces that are equal and opposite. Um, You can see it everywhere. But in our life, you can see sleep and wakefulness. And our ability to be awake, energized, and uh, efficient, productive, creative is tethered to our ability to sleep well. And our ability to sleep well is also tethered to what we do during the day. So getting a great night's sleep consistently and waking up feeling refreshed and energized uh, doesn't happen by chance. Um, It's a process that happens by design and it's controlled by laws and forces of nature, just like anything else. In this case, the law and the force that controls our sleep is called the circadian rhythm. And circadian comes from the Latin word "circa" and dia, which which means this rhythmic cycle of 24 hours, which we all go through. Any any animal, any human, any plant living on this earth is going through this 24-hour rhythm. And uh, we all experience this uh, unescapable daily change in the environment where the day becomes night. And for us right now, we take it for granted because we're, we're living in the comfort of our homes and everything is taking care for us. But back in the days in evolution, that really dictated our behavior. It will dictate whether we're out hunting and foraging or whether we're uh, back home feeling safe and uh, sleeping and resting. And in order for us to adapt to this daily change, uh, throughout millions of years, we've developed an internal clock that sets in the brain and determines uh, when we go to sleep and when we wake up. And this clock literally controls our energy level, our detoxification system, our bowel movement, reproduction, mood, digestion, etc. There's, There's like no one system in the body that is not actually informed by this clock. And it's literally responsible for timing all of those functions to an optimal time of the day or the night within a 24 hour cycle. And it's because uh, we're not meant and we're not designed to do everything at the same time. Uh, there's a time and space for everything in our life. And this clock is literally like the think of the productivity management software that is helping you organize yourself and uh, know which task to tackle first in a given project. Uh, so it creates a kind of structure and coherence uh, within our bodies. And I like to use the analogy of uh, music, just like in a musical symphony, for example. Uh, in order for an orchestra with many musicians to produce harmonious music, uh, they they are guided by an, a conductor, an orchestrator. Uh, who's reading the musical notes and instructing all these musicians on what to do so that they can sync in together and produce what we call harmonious music. Now, it's not so different in our body. This body is an instrument. And um, in our body, uh, the conductor is this master clock that I'm talking about. And it literally reads the musical notes this time coming from light information from sunlight and darkness. And it's responsible for telling all of the musicians, like the organs, the glands, and the billions of cells on what to do. And it's literally how our body knows when it's time to produce energy, when it's time to detoxify, repair, and rejuvenate. And this central clock um, relies really on two main signals. There's two forces in nature that will determine whether this clock is working properly, yes or no. The first force is sunlight and seeing sunlight first thing in the morning, especially the first two hours of the day. And the second force is darkness after the sunset at at consistent times every day. And we're back to the two forces of nature that are equal and balanced. So, uh, one of the things is that today, in today's world, those forces are not interchanging in balance. So if, if we take, again, the, the example of the, uh, of the orchestra playing music, imagine if the orchestrator is constantly uh, reading the, 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 wrong, the wrong musical notes. Uh, how would the music sound? Uh, absolutely awful. And imagine if this happens to your body. And it does, unfortunately, because every single day uh, we do not allow uh, our conductor to read the proper signals of light and darkness. Uh, this is this is because we are bathing in indoor artificial lighting day and night. Whether it's uh, uh, light or dark outside, we have the power today to control that light by simply, you know, turning on and off a switch. And it's no longer nature that is controlling that switch. And this is dangerous because uh, out of a sudden, we're switching from nature's information that has this uh, powerful uh, musical symphony to uh, different uh, behaviors, let's say, that could be disruptive and that would lead us to turn on the light when it's actually dark outside and completely. Uh, disconnect us from the natural di- uh, light and dark cycles uh, that, we're, that we're meant to experience in, in nature. Now, every organ in the body uh, works on a time clock that is controlled by light and darkness. So talking about detoxification, for example, uh, the liver, uh, which is connected to our eyes, is the body's uh, main detox organ. And it is controlled by uh, the circadian clock. Now, for example, in Chinese medicine, um, they they describe that the enzymes in the liver that are involved in detoxifying the blood uh, work most efficiently between 1 and 3 a.m. while we are sleeping and fasting. And when we expose our eyes to artificial light after the sunset, this messes up with our circadian clock and the liver becomes... Much less effective at detoxify, uh, detoxification. This is just one little example of how disharmony uh, in our light and dark patterns completely disconnect our body from its natural ability to thrive, repair, and 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 and, and rejuvenate. So,
0: If I can interrupt for just a moment, I just wanted to tie in to uh, the things that you are talking about into our DNA reports, because when you are talking about circadian rhythm, that genetic, uh, you know, the genes in each cell that regulate, there's actually the clock gene. And that's something that we do look at. And, you know, if it's optimal, dysregulated, but Genes do not exist in a vacuum. They are affected by many different factors. And that's one of the reasons why we also link um, looking at the clock gene with the mood and behavior profile. You know, dopamine, your serotonin regulation, you know, all of these different things. How quickly do you clear these? neurotransmitters, how that affects your Mm -hmm. sleep. You know, if you tend to ruminate and, um, you know, have issues of uh, anxiety or anything like that, how that can affect sleep. Um, And realizing that photobiomodulation You know, the information that we get from the sun, that we get from natural lights and and the changing of those uh, light frequencies affects that rhythm, affects our clock gene, affects the expression, genetically speaking, to many different genes in our bodies. Um, And also the fact when it comes to uh, uh, the sun, BDNF brain derived neurotrophic factor. This works into neuroplasticity and why it is so important. You know, I tell my clients, you know, first thing in the morning, get sunlight in your face, get that trigger started because a good night's sleep starts in the morning you know, to actually have a really good rhythm to s- help reset that circadian rhythm and to work with it. And, um, you know, just for time's sake, because there's some other things that I would really love to, um, to touch upon, is that if you could give us a little insight on how your glasses, how, you know, the Viva Rays work and help support that rhythm for people who, don't have the opportunity, time, etc., to to live out and, you know, in kind of like the wild on these farms, um, you know, who have to, you know, stay in the, the city type environment with artificial light and everything else. How can the glasses help us keep track of that circadian rhythm and keep us in a good environment? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Try Pectisol Modified Citrus Pectin today and see for yourself how it can help you manage healthy inflammation levels to support your
1: detox and weight loss goals. Listeners get 20% off with code UNPILL20 at ecoeugenicslink forward slash UNPILL. That's econugenic slink forward slash UNPILL. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great question. So the glasses are a tool that are designed to help us mitigate the unbalance that we have tapped into in our indoor lifestyle. And primarily, um, it helps us to get more darkness and to be able to filter out the frequencies of light after the sunset that confuse our brain into thinking it's daytime and disrupt our inner pharmacy from producing the right neurotransmitters and hormones that help us to prepare for a restful night's sleep and be able to detoxify, be able to repair and rejuvenate. Now, um, as I explained, the Vivares glasses are quite different than uh, what we call blue-eye blocking glasses. Uh, the main reason so is we've created a system that works uh, together in order to filter and um, alter different frequencies of light at different times of the day. Because if you were to be in nature, the sunlight is constantly moving. And as it moves from the horizon up the, up, uh, up the sky and back down, we get exposed to different frequencies of light in different ways. And light is information. And the different combination of frequencies are constantly informing our bodies different important things that our nervous system relies on and our circadian system relies on to dictate whether it's daytime or nighttime. So the advice of going outside first thing in the morning is non-negotiable. Whether you're using the glasses or not, this is the primary signal that your body is relying on to kickstart the hormonal ball so that you can produce cortisol and adrenaline in a healthy way, which allow you to, to feel alert, energized, and ready for the day. But the thing is, the moment you come back and you're indoors, uh, you, you, you're probably going to be exposed to a lot of artificial light now. So many people today are talking about the concept of like, let's filter out blue light. Blue light is bad. Um, and, and this is not necessarily something true because um, we have four receptors in the eye uh, called melanopsin. And melanopsin is most sensitive to blue light. And when it actually captures the frequency of blue from sunlight, um, one of the things that it does is it sends a signal to the brain telling it it's daytime. So obviously, during the day, sunlight has a lot of blue light, and we need that blue. But the problem is that the blue light that we get from artificial light is completely different from the blue light that we get from sunlight. Now, how is that? If we measure the frequency of sunlight, we will see a full spectrum of all the colors of the rainbow, ranging from blue all the way up to red. And we also have the invisible frequencies of infrared and UV, which play a fundamental role in our biology. I'm not going to get so much into that part. But the only thing is that when we are exposed to artificial light from screens, or not only screens, really any form of LED bulb because they have the same emission, we see that they spike at 455 nanometer in blue light. And it's a very narrow spike. So it's not even full spectrum blue light. It's a very narrow spike in blue that is not balanced and proportionate with the other frequencies of colors like yellow, orange, and red light. And back to the wisdom of nature. In anything in nature, we have polar opposites interchanging balance. So in the, case, in the case of sunlight, we have blue light on one side and it's balanced with the orange and red. And they're always present together and they create a balanced system because what, for instance, one small example is like blue light in nature is degenerative, it increases oxidative stress. But this is not something bad because exercise does increase oxidative stress and it triggers your body to produce antioxidants and enhances your immune system. But what happens if we exercise all day long and do not rest? we end up uh, going into massive oxidative stress and we, we end up damaging the DNA and, uh, and we, we, we could cause a lot, uh, a lot more harm than good. Now, here's the thing. With, with artificial light, when we are sitting in front of those screens or under those fluorescents, we're exposed to this narrow frequency of blue day and night that is not balanced with the polar opposite. Are supposed to balance it out, so out of a sudden, this blue is becoming very degenerative it 's increasing uh, reactive oxygen species and increasing inflammation in the mitochondria and the eye and the brain and and so on so this is one of the reasons why blue light becomes bad during the day, but at the same time if we if we bring on some glasses and we we filter out one hundred percent of the blue like Like I see so many of the biohackers in the industry do during the day. Well, we're disconnecting ourselves from an an essential frequency that our body has relied on and relied upon for millions of years to know that it's daytime. And out of a sudden, you start feeling tired, low on energy when you're supposed to be functioning at your best. So we came up with a solution for our daytime lenses. We call them the circadian light harmonizing glasses versus blocking because we're not really blocking blue light. In this case, we're harmonizing this blue and we're addressing this 455 nanometer narrow big blue. We're making it less harsh and we're spreading it out so that it becomes more proportionate and balanced with other frequencies of colors. And what this is doing is it's taking taking us a step further towards balance, yet it's not 100% balanced yet because we're not getting natural sunlight in our eyes. It's a system that allows us to decrease this inflammatory light and uh, allow us to move towards balance. And people need to be aware that, you know, Personally speaking, right now I'm on a podcast with you. Um, you know, we're speaking for an hour, an hour and a half. The moment I finish, I literally go outside and take some sun in my eyes, and that will continue to keep my circadian clock in sync with nature's rhythm. Now, when when the when the days goes by and the sun is setting, this is a very important time for everybody to be outside and to witness that sunset. Uh, directly or indirectly, it really doesn't matter because light is information and that information is subconsciously flowing into your system, informing your nervous system and your circadian system that the day is ending and therefore preparing your body to produce all of the neurotransmitters that will allow you to repair and rejuvenate. Now, when you come back home, here's the problem is that most people today are exposed to the second sun from their light bulbs and their screens. And this second sun is confusing the brain by telling it, hey, it's daytime again. And the body out of a sudden stop producing cortisol instead of producing melatonin. And this literally destroys the production of growth hormone. And it puts the body in a state of stress when it's supposed actually to be in a state of deep repair and rejuvenation. Out of a sudden, people feel like the urge to go and eat, for example, which is connected to the light that you see because. This blue light at night increases the production of ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and suppresses the production of leptin, the hormone, the hormone of satiety that tells your brain that uh, you're feeling full. And there's like countless biological effects that we could dive into perhaps in another episode. Uh, but what, what, is, what is advice to do at this time is to snap on the evening lenses. And these lenses are designed to block 100% of the blue and the highest frequency green. And we designed them in a way to mimic the color temperature of the bonfire at 1900 kelvins. Why the bonfire? Because obviously, uh, throughout evolution, we spent a lot of time around the bonfire after the sunset. And uh, probably if you spent some time around the bonfire, you realize that you feel instantly more calm. You start winding down. Yet you have the energy to dance, cook, and socialize with friends. And that was the intent of these glasses, to filter out the wrong frequencies, keep keep some um, enough frequency so that we can still function, especially a lot of that we're coming towards the winter time, and the, set, the sun is going to be setting super early at 4 p.m. And if we really block 100% of the blue and the green, like, like the nighttime glasses does, we're going to feel the urge to go to bed at 5, which is dysfunctional for most people today perhaps not for me uh, when i go up north and live my caveman lifestyle uh, <laughs> but uh, this is the the purpose of the evening lenses now the the the, uh, the nighttime lenses are designed to be worn 1 hour before bed and uh, they filter out 100% of the blue and the green and they decrease the brightness by 20 times which is a feature that is extremely important because it turns out also the bright light of any nature could also disrupt our circadian clock and shift it in the wrong direction and d- these lenses will tell the brain it's nighttime which is actually it's trying to tell the truth that our series and ways of <laughs> ways of living in the modern way are not allowing us to detect and um At this moment, it uh, increases melatonin production and growth hormone, and it allows the body and all of the organs and hormonal system to go through detoxification, repair, and rejuvenation so that we can wake up the second morning feeling fresh and energized.
0: Wonderful. Now, um, speaking of sleep, uh, I know you guys have a sleep mask to help block out bright lights, you know, especially for people who do live in cities and they can't uh, seemingly get, you know, all the light uh, to be blocked coming into the room. So uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, that you brought this up because uh, depending on where I am, I may use the mask, I may not, because if I'm deep in nature, as you said, I don't need it it's actually dark and I could enjoy that darkness. But when I'm traveling and sometimes when I'm renting in different Airbnbs and so on, I don't have control over that, um, that lighting. And uh, I never go without this sleeping mask uh, because it, it literally makes all the difference between a rejuvenative night sleep or not. Uh, our eyes become super sensitive to light uh, at night. Um, so the longer we've been awake, uh, the the greater the retina becomes uh, sensitive to light. And this means that very little amount of light at night could actually uh, disrupt our circadian uh, circadian rhythm and, and melatonin production. So absolutely, I love wearing these, uh, this eye mask um, at night. And uh, the beautiful thing about it is also that, uh, as you can see, it's uh, composed of these mm-hmm. eyelids that have a hollow space here. Allowing you to open your eyelid and close without without the eye mask touching the the eyelid, and it's also made from organic cotton, making sure that you're putting materials on the body that are not disruptive to your field and that are not toxic.
0: Right, and that's something I love about your company is that you are very uh, environmentally conscious, um, as well as making sure that we are not putting plastics and other things on our skin that we can absorb that can also create problems, introduce more toxins into our bodies. Um, actually, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling everyone what you use to make the glasses, because you, you don't use plastic or, or metal. Yeah. What, what materials yeah. do you use for the glasses themselves?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you bringing this up because I I mentioned uh, when I was sharing my story is that uh, when I actually started tapping into this and I created the first pair of glasses for myself, I had zero intention to start a business. And one of the reasons uh, so is because I was feeling heartbroken um, observing um, the way businesses today are operating. Uh, and to me uh, having deep conversations with farmers who are actually living in alignment with the land and doing the right things and building soil and living with all the natural cycles of nature the one the one thing i realize is these people do things differently and they think in a different way and one way they think like the native people up north any action they take they actually ask themselves how is this action going to influence and impact Seven future generations coming forth. So they're not only concerned about the immediate, uh, instant validation of their action. They're they're constantly thinking about seven generation moving forward, which is something that touched my heart so much, and I I, I soaked in that wisdom, and I committed to myself that anytime I'm going to be taking any sort of action. I'm actually going to implement that wisdom and I'm going to ask myself, how is my action today going to influence the future generations? And part of the reason why I did not want to start a business because I did not see that it made sense from my limited consciousness back then thinking that it it it, it will be destructive. Now uh, I'm very grateful for my sister and business partner who actually ha- um, had the chance also to leave her job as a, as a banker and left the corporate world, and joined me on my uh, journey farming. And she was the one really like, helping me to uh, realize, um, first, the, the great responsibility that uh, I have in hand to actually go and share this with the world. And second, to realize that I could actually be the person doing business in a different way and inspiring the world to uh, support different, different ways of doing things. So that literally led to the commitment of uh, any, any, any type of material uh, we will use, uh, it takes us a lot of time to source it. Um, it's very easy in today's world to source junk material because it's everywhere. Uh, the moment you start thinking about sourcing something different, uh, it takes a lot more effort. Yet it pays off. Uh, it's worth it. This is why I do what I do. And and all of our frames are made from FSC certified wood, which is FSC is a certification that makes sure that all the wood is coming from a sustainably harvested, uh, a sustainably, sustainably managed forestry. Uh, we also just launched uh, uh, the, the uh, new uh, type of frames, which is the frame that I'm wearing right now. And it's uh, based on 100% biodegradable, bio plant based uh, material. Um, so, uh, I often get the question of like, Oh my God, like why, why is your product more expensive than, uh, products from Amazon? And I ask people like, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you value in your life and what do you want to support if you want to support products that have been made, uh, without any testing, and are using very low-quality material that are actually destroying the earth, go ahead. like I don't think you're the right person to, to buy from us. But if you have the value system of supporting the people who are actually doing the deep, hard work to do things in the correct way, even though it's a bit more difficult and to source materials that are ethical and that are non-destructive for the earth, then welcome to the tribe. You're, you're actually supporting a mission that is way beyond these glasses.
0: So speaking of the glasses, I mean, as you can see, you know, many people do wear glasses now, granted, um, mine are more readers, but I'll tell you, I have noticed a difference in my vision and, um, you know, not being so great when I am on the computer all day long. Um, So, but for people who do have prescriptions, uh, what about your glasses in in a prescription form?
1: Yeah, so we do make all our glasses in prescription and non-prescription. We're uh, currently uh, working with a lab in British Columbia. They're our partner and they actually operate on solar and geothermal energy. And doing all of the tinting and the prescription lenses. Um, so uh, for people like, let's say, who who uh, wear readers, uh, because of the nature of readers, uh, you will be putting them on when you're reading, but off when you're not. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't really work so much with the glasses, because one key thing about those glasses is to maintain regularity and consistency, because now we're dealing with timing. And this timing is instructing our body about what time of the day it is. So for example, if the sun is setting at six, then it's it's very important to to put the glasses at six every single day and follow the naturally uh, shifting time of, of nature. Um, and what doesn't work is one day to put it at six, another day at eight, uh, another day at nine, because now you're uh, allowing inconsistent information to flow into your system and it's confusing your body about the time of the day so for people let's say who were readers what we usually recommend uh, two two main solutions one is you have two base frames and then your clips will work on both of them one is in prescription or readers one is in non-readers so that you could use both and you won't need to uh, be without glasses if you're not reading. Another one, which I don't really like because I'm not a big fan of progressive uh, lenses, is you have a progressive or bifocal lens that has uh, readers uh, uh, on the bottom half and non-readers on the top, uh, top half. Um, and to add to this, I'm glad you brought up this question because um, unfortunately, what most people don't know is 100% of prescription lenses inherently block 100% of UV light. So there's a massive problem with this because basically we spoke about this light energy that converts uh, amino acids in the eye, like tryptophan Mm -hmm. and tyrosine into dopamine and serotonin and melatonin. And this happens via the UVA energy. Now, there's countless other effects uh, related to our endocrine system that are connected to UV, which we can literally talk about for hours. But UV is a very important frequency. And when we are wearing prescription lenses 100% of the time outdoors, we are depriving our system from this very important frequency. So we came up with a solution um, for people who wear prescription that allow them to absorb 50 to 60% more UVA and UVB via their prescription lenses. And in this case, the system, we call it four in one because the base frame will be the prescription, uh, which uh, you wear outdoors. And then you have the three coupons for indoors, daytime, evening, and nighttime.
0: That's wonderful. I, and actually, um, and we are uh, out of, just about out of time. And there's so much more that I want to talk to you about. Um, because actually, giving a little bit of a teaser, because I really would like to interview you further and dive deeper into this is that I know that you have some fabulous information on the use of your glasses and how light um, and hormones are affected. You know, looking at fertility, menopause, adrenal fatigue, how artificial light affects that, and even working into you know blood glucose and insulin response and and these are areas that I know that um that our audience is very interested in uh that I would love to uh dive deeper into in in a future podcast with you for sure so just putting that little teaser out um but where uh can people get your products seeing that we are now, you know, entering the Christmas season, the time of giving, and what a fabulous gift this would be to themselves as well as to their loved ones. Um, where would we find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Get so uh, They can find us on our website, v i v a r a y s. V I V A R A Y S.com. And, um, Anyone who's interested in purchasing the glasses from the DNA community, they could use the DNA Co, DNA CO, all capital letter for a 10% discount. Uh, Also, we share a lot of our educational material on social media, on Instagram, so you can follow us on Viva Race. And uh, we have a free uh, resource on our website which I'm going to share with you so that you can put in the description. It's an e-book called Light, The Key to Mastering Your Sleep and Energy. It's about 70 to 80 pages, but it literally condenses a lot of the complicated stuff of quantum biophysics and circadian biology into a text that is extremely simple and very easy to understand and to act upon and to be able to experience this transformation of improving and elevating your light environment to a level that is in alignment with nature's light. Um, Now, I
0: remember you saying before we started recording that uh, about a webinar um, that you are going to have uh, for wintertime, etc. Could you give us a little bit of information and where to go to Yes. To sign
1: up. So, so on our website, under courses section, there's a webinar that I launched last year and uh, it was tailored towards the winter time. And I do believe the title was called something like How to Move from Sad and Fatigue, which is something that most people experience during the winter, to high energy level and exaltation. And um, this winter webinar focuses so much on helping people to understand how forces of physics, like light and magnetism, instruct our biology about not only the time of the day, but also the time of the season. And uh, the, the webinar is also so focused on giving people the exact action steps they need to take in order to help their body understand that the winter is coming so that they can physiologically respond To it in proper ways. We have phenomenal abilities to actually shift gears and shift our metabolism from summertime metabolism to wintertime metabolism. Uh, So uh, they can find this webinar on our website under the courses section. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm still unsure, but I think my team is preparing something uh, as an offer where they they may be able to uh, have a bigger discount code uh, on this uh, winter webinar, um, combined with the glasses together, so I'll I'll keep the DNA go uh, posted on this.
0: Wonderful, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and. I- Rody, thank you so much. It is always such a pleasure to be in your presence, to you know have the knowledge and experience that you are sharing. Our audience is gifted by that today, and I really appreciate you being here. And I want to thank you for lending your time here at the DNA Talks podcast, our audience uh, taking the time to listen, to learn, to expand your knowledge, uh, to empower you to evolve into a better uh more magnanimous human being that you are. We'd love to share the work that you do, um, you know, continuously. So please visit their website, you know, take a look, um, gift yourself as well as those that you love with a pair of Viva And we'd like to thank you all for tuning in again today. Uh, into today's episode of the DNA Talks podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, especially if there's a certain topic that you want us to discuss. Um, And of course, you may also listen to this podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you wish to learn more, add us to your list of liked podcasts so you'll be updated anytime there's a new episode. And uh, speaking of up to date, you can also find us on your Instagram at at DNA Talks podcast, as well as my own at Dr. Varden Official. That's D.R. Varden Official. Once again, thank you. And we will see you at the next one.